There were decades of examples in the Old Testament where God appointed judges to judge the people, to lead the people into battle, to fight the enemies. The people didn't have the Holy Spirit like we do. The people of God at that time had to go to a prophet to find out what to do. That is not the case in the New Testament. For we have the Holy Spirit in us who guides us into all truth and leads us and reminds us of everything Jesus has said and shows us things to come. John chapter 14 verse 26, John chapter 16 verse 13, and look at 1 Corinthians chapter 2 concerning the Holy Spirit. For the Holy Spirit searches the heart of God to reveal to those of us who are born again the will of God. Therefore, we know the will of God because the Holy Spirit shows us, brings to our mind the will of God, shows us scripture, opens our eyes to see. So we have great advantages they did not have in the Old Testament. God set up judges to rule over the people. And the judges, you can read all of the judges. There were a lot of them all along the decades. And one judge would rule for 40 years, and another one would end up ruling seven years, and somebody would rule 15 years or 18 years. The book of Judges tells of all these judges and their actions and what God had them do. But in time, the people of God, the children of God, the children of Israel, they didn't want a judge to rule over them anymore. They wanted a king like the other nations had. They had taken the lands of the other nation and God had caused them to overcome again and again and again. But they wanted to be like the people, like the people of the world. It's just like today. Wanting to be like the people of the world. Wanting to be approved by the people of the world. Wanting things at church which make you seem right and popular in the eyes of the world. The only way that's going to happen is if they're not speaking all the Bible at your church. If they've gone into a social doctrine and if they're saying, well, I'm okay, you're okay, it's okay to be a homosexual, I see nothing wrong with that. And they fail to read Romans 1 to their congregation. And they do not cling to Romans 1 then the church turns into something else. But we cling to the scriptures. We'll need to read Romans 1 right now to find out what God really said about homosexuals and lesbians because he tells us in Romans 1. This is simply what the Bible says. Romans 1 verse 26 For this cause God gave them up unto vile affections. For even their women did change the natural use into that which is against nature. And likewise also the men, leaving the natural use of the woman, burned in their lust one toward another, men with men working that which is unseemly, and receiving in themselves that recompense of their error which was meet. And even as they did not like to retain God in their knowledge, God gave them over to a reprobate mind 
to do those things which are not convenient. This is not my opinion. This is not your opinion. This is simply what the Bible says. And the Bible is all we have to go by. That's the only thing that we in the New Testament church have to go by. And the Old Testament shows us the real nature of God. You see those battles, and you see him going in there and slaying all those people. You see him causing the flood that destroyed everyone except Noah and his family. You see that in the Bible? And you want to turn God into some kind of good-natured Santa Claus who just, oh, that's all right, your sins are covered by the blood of Jesus. God wants you to be happy, go do whatever you want to do. God forgives you. That's nonsense. If you know the Old and New Testament and you have your eyes opened by God and are born again, wake up. You can't stay in those places where they teach a doctrine that pleases the world. We speak the truth from God and we see people saved. We see people turn away from the truth. But salvation is of God, and you have to be brave enough to understand your job and my job is to quote scripture and let God open the eyes of those whom he's saving. I've seen several people saved, and I've seen several people depart from scripture. So the people in the example given in 1 Samuel 8, they didn't want to judges over them anymore, judges appointed by God. They wanted a king like the nations had. Samuel was very grieved by this. They came to him and said, Behold, thou art old, and thy sons walk not in thy ways. Now make us a king to judge us like all the nations. But the thing displeased Samuel when they said, Give us a king to judge us. And Samuel prayed unto the Lord. And the Lord said to Samuel, Hearken unto the voice of the people in all that they say unto thee, for they have not rejected thee, but me, that I should not reign over them. According to all the works which they have done since the day that I brought them up out of Egypt, even unto this day, wherewith they have forsaken me, says God, and served other gods, so do they also unto thee. And you think, how could they serve other gods? Well, the other day God gave me an example. I was looking at CNN headline news on my internet, and the subject came up about heating fuel going up 180% this winter. And all of a sudden, fear tries to strike at me until I grab hold of what about this God and return to the truth so what God will supply all my need that's what the Bible says Philippians chapter 4 we don't serve the fears of the world we don't make them a God over us by saying oh I better prepare for this I better do this I better do that I better do this I better do that instead we turn to God for he is our God. It is not the headlines from the news of the world that's our God that we would fear and serve the fear. See how you make the world a God? 
So concerning them of the Old Testament, God says, I brought them out of Egypt. I showed all my signs and wonders to them. And I led them safely. And their shoes didn't wear out in all those 40 years that I led them. And yet they want to forsake me and have a king like the nations of men. So God said to Samuel the prophet, let them have their king. Now therefore hearken unto their voice, howbeit yet protest solemnly unto them, and show them the manner of the king that shall reign over them. And Samuel told all the words of the Lord unto the people that ask of him a king. We read these Old Testament passages sometime and we say, how could they do that? With all these examples of God, how can we do it? With all of the wonderful things God has done for us, causing us to be born again, taking us out of the miry clay of the world of our previous life. Have you never had that experience where God delivered you from your previous life? From the things you're now ashamed of? I can't think of anything I did in my previous life that I'm not ashamed of because it was of the flesh. And I can't think of anything that I've ever said to you that's of God that I'm ashamed of. So all a minister has to do is speak the word of God. Speak what God has shown you and you'll have no cause to be ashamed. Speak your own ideas and you'll have plenty of cause to be ashamed. So don't do that. Speak what God gives you. So Samuel told all the words of the Lord unto the people that asked him for a king. Do you really want the fame, the glory, the money, the riches to be another person other than the person God has created you to be? Do you really lust after all of that while they aren't born again and you are? You have everything. We have everything that matters. Everything. So we thank God continually. But we learn from the examples given, especially in the Old Testament. We learn from those examples. 1 Corinthians 10, Paul tells us, verse 5, But with many of them God was not well pleased, for they were overthrown in the wilderness. Now these things were our examples, to the intent we should not lust after evil things as they lusted. Neither be idolaters, as were some of them. Neither let us commit fornication, as some of them committed and fell in one day three and twenty thousand. Twenty-three thousand fell in one day over fornication. Neither let us tempt Christ, as some of them also tempted and were destroyed of serpents. Neither murmur, complain, complain. Why did this happen to me? How could this happen to me? No, go forward. Go forward, confessing your face to God to God, saying to God these scriptures that you believe. Now, this is what I believe. Help me. Stating scripture, 
The Lord is my shepherd, I shall not want. Therefore, I have no need, because if there's a need, you will supply it. Talk to God through Scripture. Confess what you believe through Scripture. Talking to God. Hold on to faith. So verse 10, Paul says, Neither murmur ye, as some of them also murmured. Murmur is a little undercurrent of complaining. Something happens and you say, Oh, how could this happen to me? What am I supposed to do? Well, you're supposed to turn to God and say, What am I supposed to do about this? And he will tell you. Neither murmur ye, as some of them also murmured, and were destroyed of the destroyer. Now all these things, says Paul, happened unto them for examples in the Old Testament. They happened for examples for us. And they are written for our admonition upon whom the ends of the world are come. Wherefore, let him that thinketh he standeth take heed lest he fall. Verse 13, there has no temptation taken you, but such as is common to man. Do you think something special has happened to you that's never happened to anybody before in the world? Is that how special you look at yourself? Well, Paul says, There has no temptation taken you, but such as is common to man. But God is faithful, who will not suffer you to be tempted above that ye are able, but will with the temptation also make a way to escape that you may be able to bear it. Whatever it is, God will make a way to escape. You may have to wait a while, but he won't let you be destroyed when you're turning to him constantly and talking to him and telling him what you believe, what you believe about the scripture. Confess scripture to God. Hang on. It will get rough in the end times, for the churches have gotten so ungodly, who can go to them? For they turned from the scripture, some little portions of scripture, and out of Christ moved in. So that's not going to be your faith. You can't have faith there. Your faith must be in one thing. The word of God. The Bible. The New Testament Bible. The promises of God. And many promises of God in the Old Testament apply to us today. Isaiah 5417 is one of those. One of those promises. No weapon formed against thee shall prosper. And every tongue that would rise against thee in judgment, thou shalt condemn. This is the heritage of the servants of the Lord. And the righteousness is of me, saith the Lord, because they're following me. Because it was God who told me to do that. Therefore, my righteousness is of God because he told me to do it in the first place. It's fine to say, God, you told me to do this and I'm doing it. Just let God work it out and be God. You don't have to work this out. Put your trust in God. Let's look at Isaiah 26, verses 3 and 4. A promise of God to us. Thou wilt keep him in perfect peace, whose mind is stayed on thee, because he trusteth in thee. 
Trust ye in the Lord forever. For in the Lord Jehovah is everlasting strength. The Lord is the Word. The Holy Bible, the Holy Scriptures, the New Testament Bible. So we can say, Thou wilt keep him in perfect peace whose mind is stayed on thee, on the word, on that word given you by the Holy Spirit of God, on the New Testament Bible, on the promises of God from the Old Testament as well as the New Testament. Trust in the word of God. Keep it before you day and night. Cling to it. It is your life. There is no other life. It is the way to go. Thank you for allowing me to share this with you today.